Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Wednesdays around here, we do something called the Great Debate Series, which is loosely based on the news. Welcome to the show. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. We love Wednesdays around here where other people call them slow news days. We <laughs> revel in these opportunities. That's what's different about their show. So today is loosely based on the Super Bowl as a topic. Right. Uh, I guess about the Kansas City Chiefs, right? Well, a little bit different. Right. The fact that they could be on the doorstep of a dynasty. Right. And if they win this Super Bowl, it would be three and five years. We will definitely call them a dynasty. They'd be back-to-back champs. They would fill the definitions in every sense of the word. Yeah, especially a modern era, because it's really, really hard to have a dynasty in the salary cap era. Feels like it's impossible. So today's great debate, based on the idea of dynasties, what NFL team that won one Super Bowl should have won more? Who should have been the dynasty or on their way to a dynasty that never got to realize their full potential? The dynasty that did not happen. Let's hit it. The Great Debate Series. A team that won one Super Bowl that should have won more. The dynasties that never were. Yeah. That should have been. We'll go around the horn. Andrew Bogish, good enough to sit with us this morning. He's hosting Bill Ryder's show after us today, but still wanted to get in on this action. Yeah, by the way, thank you guys in advance for letting me have an easy W in this one. Oh, because well. I, by so far and away, have the front runner. Okay, well, I go we for competing. it. <laughs> I thought Are Maggie we... wins always. Yes, that's well, true. You have the Bang. same one. Is that why you're winning too? <laughs> <laughs> we what, this is, basically, I almost think that this team should not even be in this conversation because it's so obvious. The 1985 Bears are so far ahead of everybody else as the one-and-done Super Bowl team. They are the most, probably the most important football team that ever played the game. That one season. That's going to be a different great debate. But uh, 1985, if you think about when did the NFL pass MLB, it was in the mid-80s into the 90s, and there was no more famous team than the Chicago Bears with Walter Payton, Jim McMahon, uh, the 46 defense, Buddy Ryan, Mike Ditka, and they won one Super Bowl. It's actually incredible when you think about it. They were 15-1 and in 85, had an all-star team on both sides of the ball, of course they were going to, and this was in the salary cap era. People repeated back then. Right. Now, and somehow, they completely fell apart and dramatically fell apart. Buddy Ryan left to go take over the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Jim McMahon got hurt on the famous, uh, infamous getting thrown down by the Packers the next season. Jim McMahon never stayed healthy again. They Not only did they not win, the other thing, too, is it's not like they got back to the Super Bowl and just lost. 
they never even got close again. Right. They went from the best team maybe ever to nothing in a matter of two years. They they had playoff runs, but they were never close to the Super Bowl. There is no team that cut short a dynasty. And the way they did it, with all these characters, everybody burned out immediately. The success costs all of them dearly, which is the classic story of uh, America. Once you get successful, you want a lot of things, and everybody wanted to be the star, and everyone wanted to be famous, and everyone wanted money. And it all uh, very, very, uh, very dramatically blew apart. It was the worst uh, failure of a team Ever, there's no team that was this talented that did not win another Super Bowl. No one even close. It's a good one. We're talking today, great debate series. The team that won one Super Bowl but should have been a dynasty should have won more. And I'm actually going to another team that had an all-time great defense that sort of imploded, also rather spectacularly. It wasn't as as quickly maybe as the Bears, but I have to go with the Legion of Boom, Seattle Seahawks. You led the league in fewest points allowed from 2012 to 2015. I mean, that is a window of having this all-time great defense. And it was built on the idea that the internal competition was going to be greater than anything you faced outside of the building. So we make ourselves as strong as humanly possible. And that way, we're impervious to anyone else trying to come for us. And it was, if you want to read reports or listen to Richard Sherman... It was too much for Russell Wilson. And the team had to treat him in a different way than they treated the Legion of Boom. And that the team decided, we want to build around a young quarterback. And the Legion of Boom ended up getting a little bit old. And it just never came to fruition. And there's a why I picked the Legion of Boom as the one team that has one Super Bowl that should have been more. Is you can trace it to one play. You can trace it to one play. They destroyed the Broncos and Peyton Manning's Broncos and... Super Bowl in 2012 and then the next year they're back and they're at the goal line and instead of handing off to Marshawn Lynch uh actually 2013 they they of course throw they Malcolm Butler intercepts the pass at the goal line the team was never the same and the infighting and the idea that Russell Wilson was getting treated differently than everyone else when that was so not the ethos of what made the team great Mm. ultimately led to their a little slower demise yeah, uh, you know they probably should have given ball to Marshawn. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> I, yeah. By the way, the, if you want to do one dramatic moment in this whole debate, then you win that one. <laughs> yeah. So we're talking about teams that won one Super Bowl that should have won more. Is our great debate series, EJ? So I think you guys are missing something. Both of you guys went to the wrong side of the ball. You guys went to defense, and look, defense is great, and we love defense. But I'm looking at offense, okay? And when we think about teams that won just one Super Bowl, the 1996 Green Bay Packers, because not only were they great offensively, they were also great defensively. Right. 1996, number one ranked offense, number one ranked defense. Then when you talk about going to the Super Bowl, yes, Maggie's Seahawks lost on one last play, but that was a nip and tuck, toss up kind of game. Right. The Packers were 11 point favorites in the Super Bowl. Up against the Denver Broncos, they blew that game because they couldn't stop Terrell Davis. And when you think about Brett Favre, you think about Mike Holmgren and all the great coaches that came out of that system, out of that coaching tree, the fact that that Packers team couldn't get that second one, to me, is just unfathomable. You had Reggie White on defense, Gilbert Brown, Leroy Butler, a young Darren Sharper. 
studs all around. I think one of the more underrated teams and teams we forget about in the history of the NFL because John Elway and the Broncos stole their thunder and won that Super Bowl in San Diego. Yeah. So 1996 Packers yeah. should have been the team that got to. Pete Bellotti, we're talking about the teams that won one Super Bowl but should have been dynasties. Who do you have? By the way, edit Darren Sharp out of that last yeah. <laughs> You might not want to mention. Not a great guy. Yeah. Yeah. Sitting in a jail cell right now. I will go to the 2000 Ravens and how they mm. dominated on defense in that Super Bowl against the Giants. That team should have ended up winning more than one Super Bowl, but they couldn't figure it out on offense. From that 2000 Super Bowl, it all fell apart. They couldn't find a quarterback. They went through Elvis Gerbach. They went through Chris Redman. They went through Kyle Bowler, all uh, all under Brian Billick. And then Billick gets bounced for John Harbaugh, and now it's consistency across the board. So I'm going to say the 2000 Ravens. Don't you feel like them getting rid of Trent Dilfer immediately and bringing in Elvis Gerbach? That it was, a, it was a death nail. That is yeah. like, that's bad omen to do that. You can't cut your quarterback after he won a Super Bowl, right? They never made a conference. <laughs> championship after that on the Billick. Okay, we're talking about the teams that won one Super Bowl that should have won more and should have been a dynasty. Andrew Bogish, what do you have, sir? I've got the other Packers of recent memory. The 2010 Super Bowl champs still had Aaron Rodgers the next year. Ryan Grant and James Starks were together a good running back. Still Greg Jennings, still Jordy Nelson, still Jermichael Finley. They won 15 games the year after that. Lost the Giants in their first playoff game. That team should have at least gotten back to a Super Bowl, but surely should have won one as well. Yeah, it's a. I mean, it's a great one because yeah. it's still like the one blemish that's there on Rogers' resume, and quite frankly, McCarthy's resume. Mm, How could you only have won one with that much talent? I gotta tell you though, I think if we're judging the debates, the two Packers teams are almost the same story. They're <laughs> both equally. They're both equally uh, annoying to Packers fans, so I think they might cancel each other out. And is it amazing? They're very similar. Both yeah. those teams should have won at least two. So, so that, now we know Jordan Love's gonna win one Super Bowl. Should have won more. The moral of the story is really enjoy yeah. that one Jordan Love Super Bowl because yeah. it's probably gonna be the only one you if get. If Love's in a second Super Bowl, bet against him. <laughs> Fade Love. <laughs> All right, there you go. That's our great debate series question for today. The team that should that won one Super Bowl that should have been a dynasty. Yeah. Put By it on way, Twitter too. So we're all clear. Patrick Mahomes' Chiefs easily could have been on this list if they didn't call that holding on James Bradbury. <laughs> yeah, sure. Then he would have been mm, one. But they did, so yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> now there's a couple others. There could have been some also receiving votes here. Um, and seeing a little bit of this in the chat. I'm kind of surprised considering the makeup of this show that nobody went with the New York Jets of the Joe Namath Jets. No, but that, but the, it's different, though. Were they so great that they were supposed to get back? I mean, they, they were, I know they were underdogs, and that was yeah. a great story, but I'm seeing... Big underdogs in that Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. That's what made the guarantee so so famous. Um, Greatest show on turf Rams probably should have won a couple. They had some... They, they had classic infighting where Falk wanted money. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, isn't it? It's the same old story, by the way. It's always the stars want money and the egos get in the way. There, that's another thing that really makes the Patriots quite remarkable. I mean, eventually yeah. egos got them in the end, but that was after 19 seasons. Well, especially seasons. with my team, the Bears and your Seahawks, ego was yeah. such a huge part Definitely. of this problem. It's also just hard, and that's why I was actually surprised yeah. Dan Campbell talked about it so openly Sunday. Like that could have been our best chance because it could have been because you just don't know what's going to happen. Do you think Dan Campbell would have said that if he knew that Ben Johnson, his offense coordinator, is coming back? He said that before. 
No, I just I think Dan Campbell knows that from living the life yeah. that you just mm. every year is different, and the next year you could be on the road instead of at home for whatever reason, or a bounce goes a different way, or yeah. you know Jared Goff gets hurt or whatever. It's a very uh, thin line. It's a razor's edge for these teams. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that's the great debate series again. The teams that won one Super Bowl but should have won more. Johnny is in Fresno. Has got one for us. Good morning, Johnny. How are you? Good morning. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. Who do you got for us? Uh, I got the Pittsburgh Steelers of the mid-2000s and the teens. Yeah. I mean, we won two, but that one with the Packers, Mendenhall was about <laughs> to score, and the chump fumbled on the 20-yard line, blew it for us. We were going to win that one. And then it seemed like we kept running to the Patriots, and every time we ran into the Patriots, yep. we had to play the, the Bengals. And Vontez Burfix over there twisting up guys and knocking us out, <laughs> undermanned, losing Antonio Brown, Antonio and and Bell. And yeah. I mean, it was just one of those things. We could have easily had five Super Bowls. But Johnny, you got two. You can't complain. The the, <laughs> sure, the format was one. Fan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the, <laughs> Johnny, thank you so much for the call. The Ben Roethlisberger, you know. I would say that the Mike Tomlin maybe era, but here here's your excuse is the AFC is loaded with quarterbacks. You did have Brady. Yeah. You were trying to get through Peyton Manning. You know, you are that was kind of stacked. Like the reason why I love the the Seahawks for this is even in the own division, if you're talking about the Legion of Boom and why they should have been a dynasty, Arizona had Bruce Arians, but mm. they were couldn't get a quarterback yeah. situation worked out. The Rams were still rolling with Jeff Fisher at that time. And you had San Francisco with Harbaugh was about to exit, and they were yep. about to go on this crazy downturn where they were having two win seasons and four win seasons. Well, I think actually, I, I don't think that's exactly. I think the Steelers got old on defense. Like they had this really strong core of leaders, and they eventually, they, 2005, to, eventually you can't reinvent yourself for unless you're the Patriots. So I, I don't think. Do you know Steelers fans are mad about that era? I. I don't think so. I think I they're think, mad about what's going on right now. Right now is <laughs> yeah. annoying. But yeah, when the I'll owner take comes two. out and says, we got to start winning playoff games, it's like, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we've been screaming about. Uh, Dick is in Indianapolis. Good morning, sir. Who do you have for us? I got the Peyton Manning Colts. Uh, Manning, as you well know, back in the heyday, he sliced and diced every team, rarely got picked off. I mean, this is after his career got going. Um, every time they'd play the Patriots, uh, all of a sudden he'd be throwing interceptions to unknown linebackers, <laughs> this and that. And Spygate and Deflategate are nothing. Peyton Manning once said that he had to take his offensive team out of the locker room to talk to them because he knew that the room was bugged. Yeah. I and mean, I, nobody it, put. It, either you think he, Peyton's paranoid yeah. or he's a liar, and I don't think he's either. I think I think the reason they were so good with those average defenses back then is they knew what plays were coming. Look at that Super Bowl against Seattle. You don't think Malcolm Butler knew that play was coming? Well, he said he, he knew did. it was coming. He said he knew just from what they saw on tape. But thank you so much for the call. And I listen. I think nobody instills paranoia like Bill Belichick. I I, I think Peyton Manning might have been onto something, mm. but I think Peyton was paranoid, and I think Bill created that fear. I I would use the word perceptive, not paranoid. <laughs> paranoid implies that something fake was going on. I don't know. You I, think I, the Patriots <laughs> really bug in the locker room? Oh, I think it's a minimum of what they were doing. I don't, <laughs> I don't even know if they were in the other team's helmet. You know, I don't know. 
I no, I have no, I have no idea. But I do think that Patriots probably cheated in numerous ways. Because if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. The old NASCAR thing. I remember Bart when I used to work with Bart Scott. He said you knew when you were going to New England the fire alarm was getting pulled yeah. the night before in your hotel room. So yeah. just know going in, something's going to happen. That's yeah. probably fans taking things into their own hands. Well, you definitely don't leave an, an iPad with the playbook lying around <laughs> no, <laughs> anywhere no. in the New England area. No, I mean, who knows what in the, the extent. New England area. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dunkin' you, you, Donuts. I don't care if you're in Maine. Providence. I don't care if you're in Maine or, or Connecticut. You know, northern Connecticut especially. Just do not leave that playbook out. Uh, okay, Bogus, thanks so much for sitting in on that. You are welcome to go vote on this at Maggie and Pearl. We appreciate that. And call in. The great debate question today again, which is the team that won one Super Bowl that should have been a dynasty? 855-212-4CBS. It's Maggie and Perloff. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. Great debate Wednesday. Today's topic, teams that won one Super Bowl but should have won more dynasties that never were. I went with the 1985 Chicago Bears, Maggie. Yeah, so famous. I went with the Seattle Seahawks Legion of Boom. Heartbreaking. Should have had two Super Bowls. EJ. 96 Packers. Number one ranked offense, number one ranked defense, stars all around, and lost despite having an 11-point favorite game going into the Super Bowl against the Broncos. Pete. The 2000 Ravens, they never made a conference championship under Brian Bilk again. And Andrew Bogish isn't here, but he picked the 2010 Green Bay Packers. Just more heartbreak for the Packers. At least you got those one, but how the Packers never got back to another Super Bowl, let alone even losing one pearl off. They never got back. It, it's wild. And now, obviously, McCarthy's in Dallas trying to win another one, and Aaron Rodgers recovering from the Achilles. We want to hear from you. The dynasties that never were, 855-212-4CBS. Jay is in Tampa. Hey, Jay, good morning. Good morning, Maggie. Good morning, Perloff. I'm going to make this quick. Um, late 90s, early 2000s, Bucks. If they had a quarterback outside of Sean King, Trent Dilfer, uh, they definitely would have won more than the one. The bird of annual rule, just a lot of uh, unfortunate uh, hey. teams back in those late 90s. Jay, they were lucky stuff. to get one. They should have lost <laughs> to the, the vet. Yeah, right. No, I'm, no, I'm, I'm totally kidding. But you're right. They're, they're a lot like the Seahawks. Their defense was, I mean, that's Hall of Famer after Hall of Famer, right? Totally agree. Jay, thank you so much. The one thing about that is that was, I mean, New England was really about, they were really kind of feeling the height of their power, no? I mean, the, of the early part of the New England dynasty. Uh, well, I, I think it's a little bit. Because it was New England, then Tampa, yeah. then New England, then New England. They just, they didn't have a quarterback. Right. Uh, um, and obviously, <laughs> looking back on Gruden now, I'm not sure he was the wonderkin coach we thought he was. Well, and the Bill Callahan is always yeah. accused that he didn't change the plays, and maybe there's wow. been the and that Gruden knew what was coming, and there's also some revisionist bear, history there. The Raiders were a mess because of Bear Robbins and everything. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, I'm not sure I totally agree with that because they, the truth is they didn't have the quarterback. You know, at least your Seahawks had Russell Wilson. Love him or hate him, he was good enough to get you there. Brad Johnson wasn't winning multiple Super Bowls. Uh, let's go to our pal Adrian's in Maryland. Hey, Adrian, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. I got two. I got the 72 Dolphins. Yeah. Larry Zaka, Bob Greasy, you know, undefeated, and they don't. They get one championship throughout all these things. And then wait, wait, got, wait, wait. Uh, Didn't they win back-to-back, though? Yeah, they won another one. Didn't they? They won 72 they? and 73. Yeah. They beat the Vikings. Oh, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. sorry. I apologize go for ahead. that. Go uh, I got the greatest show on turf, 99, Kurt Warner and Vic Vermeil and those guys. You know what, Adrian, it's a great one. Perloff was just talking about that one, too. And thanks for the phone call. Good to hear from you. That team, again, oh. runs into the Patriots. It's going to be a, a common theme around here. Uh, but 
that was an all-time team. I mean, is all that, that talent on offense? Well, you know, what was the spread of that Patriots Rams the second Super Bowl? It was huge, right? Um, so I have to get that, but I think that might have been the biggest, biggest upset. Isn't that the biggest upset in Super Bowl history, or uh, it's close to it? I don't know. Well, who was the eleven-point favorite that you were you were talking about? The Packers. Yeah, the right? Packers were eleven-point favorite against those Broncos. Yep. I think I I don't remember the spreads on that one. Let's keep going. Bills in San Francisco. Good morning. Uh, Bill. Sorry, fourteen points. Yeah, they were. Uh, was it the biggest? Yeah, that that is the biggest. Hey, Bill, what's up, dude? Hey, hi, guys. Hey, the Niners and fight Super Bowl. They they lost two Super Bowls. Uh, oh, Bill, I'm sorry. Your, your phone's kind of cutting out there. Uh, maybe try to get to a better line, and we can try to have you back on. Uh, Ernie is in Albuquerque. Hey, Ernie, what's up? Well, i, I got to tell you, the Green Bay Packers in the entire decade, starting with the first Super Bowl that Aaron Rodgers won. I know. I couldn't I, – I am jaded by it. <laughs> I mean, every time – no, I'm serious. I, it's It's so hard to accept it. And even this year, I think we could have won the Super Bowl. I don't know what it is about the Packers playing really good and then not, and then losing to San Francisco like this year. But under Aaron Rodgers, four MVPs, and he can't he can produce one, like you said, only one time he went to the Super Bowl. I know. That it's, is, it's wild. Yeah. Ernie, I'm sorry. No one's going to be shedding tears necessarily for the Packers because at least you've seen some, like, talk to Lions fans, talk to other Vikings yeah. fans, Bills fans. But, yeah, it is some. it does seem unfathomable, especially the amount of number one seeds yeah. that you had in the home field advantage. I mean, to lose to the Giants twice, if Farm how about and the, Rodgers. How about the cold weather loss to the Niners, who we didn't even think were that good at the time, the 13-10 loss when Rodgers was – that, I'm just picturing him walking out of the field there just so depressed because he knew he should have won that, should have probably beaten the Bucs. Uh, yeah, no, that's, it Bucks is The for sure. Listen, I know there were no fans in the stands. That's a shame because mm. it was during COVID. But Tom Brady threw three second-half picks in that game. Well, how, how do you not win that game? They, Brady essentially handed it to you. Well, I, He threw lot. three interceptions in the second half. You should did the absolutely pa- did win the Packers that game. ever get the lead, though? Uh... I don't know. Can't lose a game with a quarterback those three second half interceptions. Can't it was not it. a it was never a blowout. I don't know what the halftime score was, but that was a wild one. Uh Rob is in Oklahoma City. He's got another one. Hey Rob. Hey, how's it going? Uh I don't know. I was just thinking about the Drew Brees and Sean Payton Saints there in the mid two thousands. I mean they beat the Colts and they come right back next year. They play a seven and nine Charlie Whitehurst Seahawks and Marshawn Lance can cuss the entire defense on one run. You know? <laughs> oh, man. And then you got this, you know, the Stefan Diggs reception in my, in Minnesota yep. and the bad pass interference call in, against the Rams. I mean, they could have very easily, they were set up for a couple more at least. Well, thank, thank you, Roger Goodell, for suspending everybody at the height of their powers. I mean, yeah, is that, that part too. of it? <laughs> that, that too, yeah. That kind of shortened everything up too and just, I don't know. It just felt like they were on the brink of a couple more and just never quite got back over that cuss. Thank yeah. you. Rob, thanks. It's a great one. We actually, in the break, we're just going back over that Saints Super Bowl roster. It's loaded. I mean, the fact that the onside kick is mm. basically the thing that gets remembered, maybe not the most, but, you know, about this sort of trick play. But that Saints team that won the Super Bowl was awesome. 
Was it? Yeah, it really was. I mean, they were. They, they, what were? What was the spread on that one? The Colts had to be big favorites. Well, I don't have all that information sitting no, right I'm in just front saying, of me. Like, but I, did, I don't think of that same team is awesome. Honestly, like Bounty Gate was a big part of that. They were dirty hitting guys left to right. They took out a much better Vikings team. I think that Vikings team with Favre was better. I mean, it, you're just looking at Vilma, Roman Harper, Darren Sharper. You had Malcolm Jenkins on this team. Scott Fujita was on this team. Will yeah. Smith was on this team. Anthony Hargrove was on this team. That was just a lot of good guys. That Col- defense. Colts, by the way, were a four-and-a-half-point favorite in that game. They were. Okay, what was it? Uh, I thought that the far Vikings team should have beaten them. And I, obviously, if <laughs> Favre's decision to throw against his body at the end. Throw that, pick. that team was super loaded as well. Uh, yeah, it's hard to get back. I don't think it's uh, all those names you just named. That's not exactly the Legion of Boom, Scott well, Fujita. I'm just saying, <laughs> these guys, uh, they, they were good. They were a good team. They could have definitely won another one. Plus, you had the quarterback, plus, you had the coach. You know, and 13 and Yeah, I mean, certainly Bounty Gate plays a role in that. There's no way to argue uh, against that. And that was stupid. That was one of the dumbest penalties. We're, we're on the same page. Did they overreact to Bounty Gate? Um,. Yeah, they definitely did. Um, So this is the question for today. Great debate. That's what we do on Wednesdays around this time, which is which team that won one Super Bowl should have been a dynasty? Who should have won more? Peter Schwartz is here with headlines. Hello, Peter. Hello. We will start with the NBA, and we'll begin with the Lakers and the Hawks in Atlanta. DeJounte now makes a move into the lane again. He spins. He turns. Fires it out. They go in the corner. Jalen Johnson, a three. He's got it. Jalen Johnson hits a three, and now it's 123 to 107. That was the call on Hawks Radio. Hawks over the Lakers, 138 122. Trey Young had 26 points. You had the Warriors over the Sixers, 119 107. Steph Curry with 37. The Sixers star Joel Embiid left this game in the fourth quarter with a left knee injury. Embiid had missed the previous two games with knee soreness, so head coach Nick Nurse asked about his decision to let Embiid play last night. Obviously, medical cleared him. Uh, Joel obviously is a big part of that. He said he was feeling good. Um, I, you know, he said he's more a little rusty, and, and he'd been, you know, hadn't been on the court for, for five days, um, but he said he felt good. And now, Did Nick Nurse fall down a well? Why, why, where was he doing that from? Sounds like he was underwater a little bit. <laughs> Someone help Nick Nurse. He's stuck in a well. <laughs> and beat is set for an MRI. The Knicks win their eighth in a row, beat the Jazz 118-103. The Celtics over the Pacers 129-124. College basketball, you had Georgia Tech upsetting Marquette, uh, saying North Carolina, excuse me, 74-73 on a Nathan George layup with 7.7 seconds to go. Michigan State beat Michigan 81-62. Head coach Tom Izzo with a 700th career win now to the nfl you know next season there'll be a little shake up in the fox broadcast booth yep tom brady joining the number one fox nfl team he says he has already practiced with kevin burkhart i've been out to fox studios a few times and done some some really dry runs with kevin who's tremendous at what he does i'm super excited to join an amazing team um rich russo rich russo and richie zions um you know we've we've talked a lot about football we've talked a lot about how i see the game what about current number one analyst greg olson what does brady think of him greg's done an incredible job i have so much respect for him how he approaches his Mm. job he's super prepared in what he does um i think he does an incredible job every time he's on i love listening to him um and and i'm just going to go in there and do the best i can do with my own perspective 
Right. You love him so Great much, you're taking his job. Get yeah. the hell out of here, Greg. There's Where's no way, and there's no way they'll do a three-man booth. There's just too. Why would too they? Much. Brady's no. too good for that. He's that's that's. You're not respecting Brady if you put him in a three-man booth. I think. Yeah, I mean, I think the voices of Brady and and there's not enough variety between Olsen and Brady. They bring a some a recently retired player. They bring the same angle. You'd have to at least put a coach in there. Bring in Belichick, and then I'll be a three man. <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah, Bill and Tom just fighting it out over what they should call on third and thirteen. I even in that even in that I'm a little bit worried that Tom Brady's going to be like he's such a good student. He's such a hard worker. Like these do not necessarily make for entertaining television. Well, I was. I, you're right about that. Sometimes you, there is a looseness that you need to have in these games that are very structured. You've got people, producers in your ear. You've got, you know, ad reads that have to get in. You're trying to react to replays and crowd shots and, and everything. you got a statistician next to you. You've got spotters. It's like you got to be natural in a very unnatural position. So I, I, I just, I, I love Greg Olson. I, that team was so good, and I think it's just, Terrible that I get they're getting broken up, and I oh. hope Olsen winds up landing with a with a good spot. I sure I'm sure he'll be fine. I mean, I you guys, I'm so excited for Tom Brady. Am I setting myself up for disappointment here? I think he's going to be good, and he's taking it super seriously. This isn't like you know someone else who tends to sound like they's phoning mm. it in every once mm. in a while. I, I really I watch Red Zone. I don't care who's going at any, any of the uh, non-standalone. You glean it if you like. Why do you yeah. like Greg Olson? Because you feel like you learn something about the game. I, I do, and I think he brings right. an excitement level to it. I think he bring, uh, he he knows the game obviously, and I just I, and I think he works well with Kevin. I think listen, as, as someone who's done play by play, you want to be able to work well with your with your partner, and I just think the two of them have just displayed tremendous chemistry. They they started. The first thing they did together was was the XFL and listening to a couple of those games. Boy, they, they got something going on there, and they've right. been fantastic. And you're going to break that up? Okay, but I just think the people who love Greg Olson because you think you learn something from him, what do you think Tom Brady's going to be like? He's not going to be yeah. up there yucking it up but like John Gruden. Broke, see, if it, ain't, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So Fox didn't have any confidence yeah. that, th- that those two were going to be as well received as as they have, and they have feel they had to go spend all that money to go bring Tom Brady in. And... Somebody, I, someone was talking about on Twitter yesterday. But do you really tune in to NFL? You're an NFL fan. Are you really tuning in for the announcer? I mean, I, there was one announcer in my two announcers in my life that I've ever tuned in to hear. Do it was Summer on Men. Yeah, that's it. I would but, bet you the analytics say that there is zero percent difference in who the announcer is. Right, yeah. because that's also because we love the NFL and we'll watch it. But if you ask people, do you have a preference? on who you'd like to hear call the game. Mm-hmm. College football fans, I think, would have a big say in this, and definitely NFL, and for all sports. If you gave me a preference, I would I would take one. I, it's not but like I I'm immune to the to the broadcasting team. But it would never change your viewing habits, so, so I think that's significant. No, but it might change whether I have the sound up. They just don't have that kind of metric. A bad announced team will change your focus on what you're looking at in the game, at least for me. I mean, I... Yeah. I just put it down. I, there's certain ones I just don't. I just will not listen to the to the audio. There is maybe I'm being an idiot here, but there is a certain quality to a a character in the booth, like John Gruden. Right. He he didn't seem like he had prepared at all. Right. It was just throwing out weird things, but it was funny, and we all laugh at the water cooler the next day. Did you see what Gruden said? This, this and guess what? ESPN is like, here's the eight million dollars. Go out there and be a character. Characters can work, and Tom Brady's not going to be a character. That's what I'm saying. Romo's a character. It's Romo interesting. Is a character. He's interesting. What a day. Martin Luther King Jr. deserves to have a day named after him. 
Love it. I, I once <laughs> so did it. I once, when I worked in arena football, I did a game with a color guy that never prepared at all. Right. And we're in Chicago, and the game starts, and we go on the air 15 minutes before the game. And I, he's not there. He's not in the building. Like I know he's in Chicago because he was on the plane with <laughs> oh me. Oh, my gosh. Right? And he's not So you start the broadcast just the Peter Schwartz no, no, no. show? Well, five minutes before we go on the air. He walks in. He's walking up because the, the press broadcast area was in the middle of the stands in, the, in yeah. Chicago. And he walks up. He was not in good shape okay. from the night before. And he says, do you have an extra roster? Do you have an extra stat sheet? And he did the game. Wow. Three sheets to the wind. Yeah, you got to you got to And somehow got his way through it with oh. some personality, but did zero preparation. But that's what I'm talking about. Like, you have to have a team. A good team will have, be on the same page. They'll go out to dinner the night before. They'll work well together. And it's like Kevin and Greg had that for a few years here, and it's going to be a shame to see that get broken up. Yeah, but he'll do the B game, which will be great, too. What's the difference? I mean, you'll still get both. Now you have both more to the party. Can I we did, guess who this person is? If I, if you give me ten guesses, what I'd I did be able one to... season with him. I had a regular, I had another partner that was a longtime partner with me doing the games for the New York franchise. But there was there was one year this okay. guy. Can I guess who it you is? You could guess who it is. Well, I uh, can I get offensive side of the ball or defensive side of the ball, or was he a coach? Oh, he was not a player at all. He was a New York sports radio personality. At the time. <laughs> oh. You were looking at like Mike Tomzak or something. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what's Jim Tom Sula been up to. Um, it was a New York radio personality. New York sports radio personality at the time. Steve Summers. No, no. <laughs> Steve doesn't leave New York. He's not going to Chicago. Can't smoke on airplanes either. No way, Steve's leaving. Let's put I'll, 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 another quick thing about that that trip. So, in a couple of weeks in advance, I realized the Knicks were playing the Bulls the night before our football game, and yeah. I was working for the other sports radio station sure. in town. Um, so I'm like, oh, I don't have to take a day off to for my full-time job to travel. I'll just cover the Nick game that night. And this person says, hey, when we go to Chicago, we're going to, um, like, my best friend, he's a millionaire, he lives in Chicago, he's going to take us around to all these bars and everything. I'm like, oh, God, I don't want to do this. See, i, I got to find something else to do. <laughs> and I found, I covered the Knicks-Bulls game instead. And then the next morning, sure enough, like five minutes before we go on yeah. the air, this guy's stumbling up the steps. Look what the cat dragged in. See, I can't guess now. Because Besides, you get in trouble. I'm going to defame somebody who I'll I might know. I'll tell you know. off the air after the update. Do you think our audience would would appreciate this? I think he has a little bit of a national following. Yeah, I would think so. Give it up. We got to no, do I'm it. No, I'm not saying I'm not going <laughs> to. If you guess it, I would say yes or no. Are they older or younger? Uh, right around the same age as, as you, as me. Okay. You, you know, in, is in that ballpark. Okay. Wink Martindale. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I could see definitely what, Wink Martindale. Game yeah. show host. I mean, uh, and I'll put it this: he is still now, on the air, still on the air, and has turned his life around. You talked. We, we talked last hour about you know yeah, right. about you know, you know great stories oh. of coming back. Dave and he has yeah. really turned his life around and is very very successful now. So I don't want to like make you, too much fun of him because he's a friend of mine. Yeah. Right. Well, maybe we should do it off here, but there's one person who famously turned their lives around, but you said a minor New York character. Like no, our, it was a major New York sports radio personality. We said a minor national following. I, I would a minor national following. Well, the most famous one would be Craig. Yeah, Craig no, Gardner. Yeah. It was very it famous. Craig. Okay. okay, yeah, because he's pretty famous nationally. Yeah. That's all yeah. I'm saying. I was yeah. going to say, also, I think we'd know if he was doing Arena League football. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
right. Oh man. All right. Well, Andrew Kaplan. Yeah. No. Bogus. <laughs> Bogus. Bogus. That turnaround story. Yeah. Yeah. Right. If you guys, there's a new trend though in broadcasting where you don't even need a roster. You can actually get through a game without a roster. I heard. You're this by number one, and number one finds number three. Number three is coming up strong with the layup, and the points go to the Lady Tigers. Our score is now 101 to 10. <laughs> Yeah. Who needs a roster? That's not, far removed from some, that's not far removed from some high school games that I've done where the, where the school refused no. to give a roster. The best is that highlight is the best when you wait for the score. <laughs> I, I forgot the score. Our score is now 101 to 10. 101 to 10. <laughs> number four to number seven. Like, how do you, the fact they were still on the air at that point is a minor miracle. Would you just packed it up and went home? A hundred and one to ten. Like there's a bucket. I think I can I can smell the comeback. <laughs> I'd be so sarcastic on that call. Is that what your arena that? league game sounded like with the uh, hungover guy? Uh, no, well, he had a roster advantage. He had a roster because I handed one to him. Could he, with I had both of his eyes open. I had my my board out with uh, all the stuff, and he's like. Can I just have a roster? <laughs> he had a bottle of doors. <laughs> yes. Jack Daniels passed the steps. <laughs> Gordon's, <laughs> Gordon's gin. Uh, Peter, thank you so much. 855-2124-CBS. Also, get back to our great debate series today. The greatest Super Bowl winning team that should have been a dynasty. A team that won one, but should have won much more. We also have a lot to do, including a question about this year's Super Bowl. Got that for you. In moments, Maggie Perloff, CBS Sports. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Radio. Welcome back. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. Great debate Wednesday around here. Today we're talking about the greatest one-win Super Bowl team that should have been a dynasty. A team that did bring home one Lombardi trophy, but it should have been much, much more. Yeah, and I guess some people call it with two Super Bowl winning teams. Well, yeah, we got the Steelers. <laughs> I think you could do time. dynasty derailed is is a is yeah. a topic. But in this day and age, if you get two rings, you cannot complain about anything. Not at all. John is in Arkansas. Has got one for us. Good morning, John. Hey, good morning. Uh, yeah. So the Manning Broncos 
won one Super Bowl, went to another against the, the Seahawks. Yep. But they could have been to another one and had that blow-up game against the Ravens and didn't make it to the Super Bowl that year. So I would say that Broncos team that had Manning. Well, John, yeah, I get it. We're talking about, was that the Jacoby Jones pass from the Ravens? Yeah, it that... was the Raheem Moore pass interference, right? Or, yeah. or something happened. Um, I... So the one thing about that Broncos team, though, they were really getting by. I mean, Manning was at the end end. That Seahawks team killed that that, that Denver Bronco team. There was, that, there was, it was never even a game. The game started with a safety. Well, the problem was, too, uh, if you look after they won that one Super Bowl, there's Peyton was done. So yeah. they, I think they had to start over. That was by definition. They were an older, expensive team. So I think of it when you're right, he has a good point. 2013, 14, 15, maybe get two out of that ring. But after yeah. 15, that was, right, that, that dynasty was, was done, done. Right, right. But, you know, Manning did win another MVP when he was in Denver. Did he win one mm. or two with Denver? Right. I'm, I'm saying after the Super Bowl, like he was yeah. done. Yes. I mean, he had nine touchdowns and 17 picks this year. So. They they weren't going to be able to build on that. I don't even know. Did they make the playoffs the next year? No, they they were they were nine and seven the next season with Trevor Simeon. When you talk about Trevor 20, Simeon was their quarterback. Wow. Yeah, yeah. When when you talk about that twenty fifteen Broncos, you're talking about basically the years before that they screwed up. Right. They obviously yeah. they lost one Super Bowl, but they lost uh, three times in the uh, sorry twice in the divisional round with Peyton Manning. All these seasons, they had at least twelve wins. Right. So they be, were but they were the, not they were not head and shoulders above the other teams in the conference in my opinion but you still had the Patriots looming around so to me that didn't feel like a wasted opportunity I'm glad they got one do well, you feel like they they should have I understand what the caller is saying but that is not like your Seahawks or my 85 Bears right right they, uh, get, they the, got one out of that that group that's okay it's not the one that comes to the top of mind yeah. you're right I kind of feel like they're I don't they weren't it's not that they were lucky to get one they were a winning team but that the AFC was still stacked yeah, and uh, they, what they they had that great offense with Peyton Manning. Then they they paid and built that defense, and the two Von just Miller, didn't meet yeah. at the same spot. Uh, okay, so keep them coming on the Super Bowl dynasties that never were. Um, quickly about as we before we get back to this year's Super Bowl, Super Bowl Fifty Eight. We got the news yesterday that Ben Johnson, the Lions' offensive coordinator, is going to be returning. Not going to be taking one of the open NFL head coaching jobs. So if I were to ask you, who do you think will return to the to the at least championship round, but who could get to a Super Bowl faster, the Lions or the Ravens, the two teams that lost in the championship game, who do you think has a quicker path back to the Super Bowl? Uh, I, might, I love both teams. Honestly, you know I'm all about the Lions. The Ravens took this punch this year, and I, I'm sure they're going to learn from this. I am sure they're going to improve. I think the biggest difference with the Ra- I think the Ravens will be back very soon. And here's why. Lamar Jackson has so transformed his body and found a way to keep healthy. That's They basically, I think they learned a lot in this Chiefs game, and this is what they needed, and I think they're going to make changes, and I think they're back. I also think the Lions are, are building a real successful team as well, but I think the Ravens are right back and soon. Man, I couldn't disagree with you more. I feel bad for saying this about the Ravens, but you will never have it go this well again. It's just why the, you're the, the best the drafting logic. team out there. No, because you had almost unprecedented health this year, which yeah. has not been something that's been associated with the Ravens, especially with Lamar. You actually got Mark Andrews back in this game. So you even got an addition before the championship game and you had a home game and 
this was probably one of the lowest octane offenses that the Chiefs will ever field with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. This was the perfect setup, and you couldn't do it. I think the Lions probably have a better shot of getting back. If they can get themselves off the mat after the devastation of losing a 17-point lead. But again, they were not favored. They were seven-and-a-half-point underdog. They were on the road. Have your coordinator back. I I think that the Lions, you're going through the NFC, which maybe is a little bit more give. I I think the Lions are going to be back sooner. Well, the Lions are going to be back. They're they're babies. They're so young. Laporta, Gibbs, Amon Ross, St. Brown, they're all 23-24. Why Why do you think the, the, the way the Ravens build themselves, though, why is that not sustainable? They never go away. And they the competitors, I think they're going to be so bent on revenge against the Chiefs that that will make a factor. They have Cincinnati's. I don't think they're afraid of Cincinnati. And the Chargers are going to need a couple of years to to take on Harbaugh's identity. I'm not sure the AFC is scaring them at all. I think they're going to be back. And that young defense is great. Kyle Hamilton's a star. Let's go to Hung. He's in Harrisburg. Hey, Hung, what's up, dude? Hey, not so well, not so well. I'm still upset from, from, from the Baltimore, my team. You know, I had the Baltimore win Super Bowl from beginning, from last year. You know, you a cowboy. You had money on a cowboy. Yeah. We had a ball money on a Raven. What I'm really upset right now, I don't understand why my Andrew 89 messed up, going there, messed up the game plan. The team chemistry, so? we're doing so well. With, with Isaiah number 80 tight end, Isaiah Liley, he's the moneymaker. He's so fast and quick, and you know what I mean? He can, he can do a lot of stuff that Mac Andrew cannot do. Yeah, but Hung, I mean, I, I thought it was a boon to get back uh, Mark Andrews, but the other part is, wasn't the the pick that, that uh, Lamar threw in the end zone, wasn't that to Likely that he threw through the triple coverage? He was still trying yeah. to target him. Yeah, but you know what? The the offense is not the same. The whole season we doing so well, and all of a sudden Andrew come in mess up the game plan. Mm. You know, you know Andrew so slow. I mean, I love him as a player, <laughs> but, but compared to the 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 the, the off- offensive, the, all the weapon we have, it's the chemistry. The team we doing so well. well, well here's the question: the plan? Why did it take until the middle of the fourth quarter to get Odell Beckham the ball for the first time? That's what I understand because I want Aguilar and Odell to be in there as well. Well, Aguilar. I mean, listen, Aguilar had one nice catch run down the sideline. That was big. Dropped his first pass. I, I thought there were way too many Aguilar targets. I'm I couldn't understand that at all. You know, my money, they, they, they mess with my money. Oh, you know, Hung, I had a- I'm sorry for you, pal. Uh, Wait, did I was Hung is not a Ravens fan. Is massive Ravens fan. A Ravens fan. fan. Okay, okay. So he's been back in Ravens all year. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he, that's an interesting point. That's against the grain. I like it. They were hurt by Mark Andrews' return. Go hung. We have the biggest question facing the 49ers in the Super Bowl next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.